welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my left, we have... It's Sean. And we are the Fans of the Forge. Again, Teresa's not here with us. She's away at camp for the summer. We miss her dearly. Mm. Come back soon, She'll Teresa. be back. She'll be back. But in the meantime, you get just us. Right. And we've decided we want to try changing things Right. Up so without Teresa here, <laughs> we've decided to change things up a little bit. And we're trying out a new format, and we'll see if you guys like it. Yeah, it's, it'll be a little different. Yeah. I think it should go well. So we're, we're kind of not just limiting ourselves to uh, Forge and Fire wrap-ups. We're going to kind of cover some more broader stuff, and but still within knife making and making in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So keeping within the theme, and we are not giving up the Forge and Fire wrap-ups. No. It's still going to be incorporated. Right. So. Our wrap up. All right. So, so there's an episode this week. And uh season six, episode nineteen. The Ram Dow. Yeah. So we're gonna try to blast through this. Um but still do our due diligence here and give the makers you know their due. Yeah. So our contestants this week we have Ben Spangler, it's part time Smith with ten years of experience. We have Adam Jankowski, part-time smith with two years of experience. Uh, Casey Kincaid, part-time smith with three years of experience. And Josh Navarrete, who is a just a part-time smith. Yep. All right, so the smiths, guess what? They're out in the cold. They're, they're outside. Out in, they're out, outside in the snow. There's ice on the trees. Forge a fire on ice. No, it's not a musical <laughs> figure skating thing. They're just outside. So... Um, they're given coal forges and some like hand powered tools, like right. grinders and stuff. No big blue, no no press. And they're tasked with making kukris, and a blade has to be between eleven and thirteen inches long with a through tang, a half inch waist, and a two half inch belly. Um, and they must harvest steel from a snowmobile. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, Wow. I was like, All right, so that's, <laughs> that doesn't look like fun. No. But so the guys, they get into it, and wouldn't you know it, the skis are made from 52-100s, like, spring steel. Right. So... The other stuff you could use, maybe the spring... Maybe the coil springs, but, you know, they're 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 small. There's small diameter stuff. I don't think it would go too well. It would be a real pain. Right. So for Ben, um, he was working on pre his anvil, which is a good idea. Yeah, so, up some metal. And yeah, just on laying top. it on top. Um, he was doing over, he was doing well, but he, he, at one point overheated his billet and luckily there was enough material to salvage what he did. I think was like at his tang or something like that, or it was somewhere where it wasn't like critical. It wasn't in the middle of the knife. Yeah. It was his tang area. Yeah. So for Adam, he had some difficulty starting his coal fire, but eventually got it going. Um, he started working at the tank first and was going to move forward. Of course, I think Abbott and was saying I would work the other way, start at the tip, because then yeah. you can always add more to it. Right. Um, at one point, he started having some trouble concentrating on what you know what he was doing or what he needed to work on next uh, due to his PTSD. Um, he did eventually get back to forging, but he didn't exactly have a kukri shape. Um, he did quench and notice it's about half an inch short of the parameters, so he rolled on a piece of rebar with a few seconds left to meet parameters. Uh, for Casey, he uses a coal forge at home, so he was right in his element. Uh, moved the steel pretty well. 
Um, and he, they showed him heating up his quench oil before doing a quench. Yeah. I don't know if the other guys did or not, but that was cool. Yeah, good method to use yep. there. And for Josh, he seemed a little behind in his blade shape and decided to cut his tang out instead of trying to forge it. Um, he didn't really have the design properties of a kukri. Uh, the judge knows that, but he quenched it. And so that wrapped that up. Moving on to judging. Uh, for Ben, they said, you're safe. They didn't even really look at yeah. it. They said, you're safe. You're going to move on. Yep. For Josh, the defining characteristics aren't there, but he can fix the shape later on. Yep. For Casey, the profile is the closest so far, but he must move the choil back. And for Adam, the blade is not a kukri, and there isn't enough material to make a kukri. So, unfortunately, Adam got the boot. Yeah. So, that was a shame. Yep. But the remaining three, they moved into the forge. Into normal forge. To add handles, bolsters, and a butt cap. Yeah. So, for Ben, he had a slight warp in the tang, but he does get it worked out. And he decides to go with a burn-through method yeah. for his handle, and he gets it done. He got it done. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. They always hate it, but uh, it yeah. worked out for him. For Josh, uh, his spine and waist weren't defined uh, properly or enough, and he needed to grind the shape in. Uh, he did have an issue with the tang and ends cutting up a portion up. He had an issue with the tang and ends up cutting a portion off and welding on some narrow all thread to yeah. be able to attach uh, the handle. While shaping his handle, he... <laughs> He accidentally ground down yeah. a little too far, and he's made a little hole in the handle. And so he's like, well, I can't leave a hole here because then no. they might not test it. So right. I'm just going to take some paper towels and some glue yeah. and shove it in there and squirt it in there and then hope it's dried in time for the <laughs> testing. And that's what he did. He had to finish it the last Right. Time. I mean, what what's he going to do? For Casey, he worked on getting his choil more defined. Mm -hmm. And then he fit with a brass bolster and decided to go with a burn through as well. And he uh, had trouble with he it. He had a lot of trouble with it. And was, was um, uh, Will Willis was saying, monkey see, monkey do <laughs> yeah. something going on yeah. right now. They're not thinking out there. No. But anyway, he, with minutes left, shoves the handle on and then peens the butt cap o over onto it. And he hadn't done any shaping to the handle at all. No. And it was just, I mean, he just barely got it attached. Just barely. Like, yeah. It was down to the wire, and he didn't really, they didn't show him doing much um, sharpening of his blade. Oh, yeah. They didn't, he didn't get time yeah. to. So it was basically rough ground. Yeah. So testing. They come in, and there's an ice block chop. They're going to get go uh, get whacked 10 times. So for Ben, cuts through the ice, no problem. Uh, it's really heavy. The handle is comfortable, but a little small. For Josh, it's very heavy, has a small handle, but it's comfortable. And for Casey, uh, good job with the steel, but <laughs> it's not a good handle. <laughs> yeah. uh, ben was not happy about holding that thing. I mean, he was like... <laughs> yeah, he was looking at his hand like, it beat my hand up. Like, it sucked. Which I... I'm su I'm almost surprised that they tested it. I'm surprised they tested it because he's like, it's gonna hurt me, like you know. Yeah, you but, could tell that it wasn't gonna be comfortable, but it was still solid, so they weren't necessarily yeah. worried about it breaking. Generally, I think it's more about if they think it's gonna break. Yeah. But I've been messing around. You know, I feel how different things feel when you grab the handles on them now. Yeah. And in trying to carve a handle to meet my hand, I found well, oh, okay, 
and the way I'm grabbing this, I can feel a hot spot in one spot where that I can tell that that would be yeah. uncomfortable swinging it. Right. So I'm starting to kind of understand more where Ben's c- coming from when he, you know, mm-hmm. talks about the handles and stuff like that. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then we were at the what, sharpness sure, test. Yeah. It was the climbing rope slice. And for Ben, he had a heavy and smooth handle. It will cut. Uh, for Josh, it cut through the outer layer of the first rope. But didn't cut through the rest? That, should that be didn't? Through the outer first rope. Oh, it did cut through the rest of the ropes. So, oh, okay. So the there's the three ropes. different All right. Got it. Thing, rope things. For Josh, it cut through the outer layer of the first rope only the, and mm-hmm. then the rest of them he got through without yeah. a problem it will cut but for casey it did not no, kind of nicked them and nicked them but it was just not sharp yeah it was just not sharp and so casey got the boot yeah we moved on to round three the ram dow all right did you see this freaking thing yeah it, it was, was pretty really wild crazy pretty it's, wild it's a sacrificial weapon yeah yeah how about that <laughs> that's pretty cool it's pretty pretty wild <laughs> Uh, it's from um, the legendary uh, Raput Warriors of India. Um, broad, heavy blade. Flared to an axe-like projection suited to ritual beheading of buffalo and goats. What? Yeah. Buffalo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sacrifice is made to the Hindu goddess of Death Kali, whose symbolic eye is often etched on the flared end of the blade so she can watch over the ceremony. How crazy is that, that right? That is so The Eye of Kali crazy. can be seen on the Ramdow in the comic series Berserk. That's so, so dope. Yeah. I, w- I want one of those. <laughs> right, that's pretty cool. Uh, the length of blade must be between 20 and 23 inches in length. Must have a finial ball, a decorative eye of Kali, a demon buffalo hat, <laughs> as well as a disc pommel. So that's some the crazy demon stuff. demon buffalo hat? Yeah. I want one of those. This is so. I gotta try making one of these All at right. some point. Now I know this exists. So, so for Josh, we he started with fifty one sixty, and he started smashing the steel on the anvil to get the shape. Yeah. So that was cool. I have to try that. Yeah. Because he's just heating up. And pow, pow, yeah. And it was working. It right. shaped it. Gave it the right shape that he needed. Yep. For day two, he got his quench done, and he did notice he had a slight warp. So he went for a second quench, and then it did come out straight. And then to day four, he carved a wood handle on the lathe and then added in additional etching to finish off the blade, which was cool. You see that etching done for maker's marks and stuff a lot of times. Looked good. It looked really good. Uh, For Ben, so day one, he's outside in the snow. Oh, that's how he works. That's how he works with his coal forge. Um, And he goes with what appears to be 5160 leaf spring, just like Josh. Uh, day two, he finishes the shape and goes inside for grinding oh, yeah, nice on his little, little contraption that he built. Yeah, his grinder was made of yeah. two-by-fours yeah. rather than any sort of metal. Right. I was like, dang, <laughs> I could do that. Hey. I don't have a welder, but I can yeah. put pieces of wood together. Yeah, there you go. On uh, day four, there's a little warp after tempering, but there's too much finish work left, uh, so he can't go for another quench and try to fix that. Right. So moving on to testing, the kill test. It's a ram carcass. It's a sacrifice. Yeah. Right there. And uh, I think Josh is like, oh, just cut the head off. Just yeah. cut the head off. <laughs> so what does Doug do? Right, right off with the head, like right off the rip. Off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was that pretty was cool. brutal. Yeah. And he just sees slow motion just drop down. <laughs> it's wild. 
Uh, so Doug says it's a sharp blade. It comes, cuts deeply and has good balance. It will kill. Uh, for Ben, there's not a finial ball on the end of the, the thing. Right. It's more of a point. It's just a point. Um, so as Dave explains, the ball can provide resistance during cuts, and it keeps it from being able to stab, so they wouldn't be able to test it evenly because it's missing that ball. Right. And so Ben and I'm getting booted. And Josh is the winner. Wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Josh. I mean, either way, they both had really nice-looking weapons. Yeah. And they were really cool-looking. And I really wanted to see them both. After you see that first one get beheaded, you want to see the second one. <laughs> right. Right? You can't just cut it off after yeah. the first one. Right. But... You know, there was a lot of discussion I saw on the Facebook group about this today, specifically saying, you know, really, was it not a finial? And, and people were saying, well, it's not. It looked like a point. It was they just... were also saying that Josh's wasn't even a rounded. It was like it was supposed to be a rounded finial, and his wasn't rounded. It was more of a square shape. Mm. So people are, you know, uh, splitting hairs here, I think, when it comes down to it. But yeah. I think... I do think I would have at least liked to have seen him test it first. And then maybe if something was weird. Mm. I mean, if you. That's. I, I, I'm i with you, but I also see that let's say something catastrophic happens to Josh's, but not to Ben's. And mm. Ben's was missing this piece, but now what are they going to say? Yeah. And so once you start with testing, you can't then go back and be like, well, Ben, you didn't have this one piece, even though Josh's broken half or something like that right so you know it was tough but you know i guess i mean it does kind of make sense yeah. if i like to see that fair, thing yeah i mean yeah, I it's would, not a fair test if no. they're not all meeting the same right. parameters so it is what it is yep. congratulations to josh and uh you know follow those guys i'll, yeah. uh, I'll try to make sure i get their instagram information posted up alongside with this uh when we go here cool so that was the episode. That wraps up that. Yeah. Wrap up. That wrap will. up. Our first segment or new thing that we're going to try here is the weekly Instagram roundup. Yeah. Social media. This is where we pick a few things we saw on Instagram this past week and right. just talk about it and yeah. say, what we thought or what you know if it was cool we talked about how cool that yeah. was or just pick something cool. there's a lot of that. stuff out there we're gonna pick some stuff out that we like so i'll start off all right there has got? been a lot of chatter about a recent alec steel video okay which was a stiletto that they made him and will stelter and you also saw uh, I think Neil's from Black Dragon Forge, and uh, I think Josh Smith Knives okay. um, was was helping with some of the work, doing some lathing and and things like that, uh, yep. making this really crazy stiletto. Which uh, they had a neat tidbit about how it had three edges, yeah, and that made it it made it very difficult for you to be able to get you know fixed up after you get stabbed by something like it that. It was a lethal weapon. Definitely. And especially the size of it was so tiny. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine if you having that little stealth weapon on you at all times and then you could just take someone out. Give it to Arya Stark. 
Arya Stark would know Ooh, how to use that yeah. thing. But it was really cool. The video series yeah. has been great, and uh, all the makers involved are incredible. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're watching us, you're probably already watching Alex Steele, but we just thought True. that was one of the cool things that I saw yeah. this week. So what do you got, Sean? So uh, I have a few things from... Our buddy Jay Nielsen. Jay Nielsen. He's been active lately on the gram, and so I saw this today, and it's kind of like an old post that he found and dug up, and it's a meme of Will talking to Jay, and Will says, have you seen the Viking sword lately? Jay says, I chucked it down in one of the deep holes on Oak Island. Should be funny when they find it. (laughs) So I'm a big Oak Island fan. And I find that amusing. That is pretty yeah, good. It's pretty good. Um, the next thing that I saw the other day was well, he got a pack, a package of the the knives that are being hawked out there. Yes, the, the Forge, Forge and Fire, Fire kitchen knives. Kitchen knives. Yes, uh, I saw these videos that he posted. Yeah, so he was going to do some testing with them, not his normal crazy testing like into a steel drum and whatnot i will say i did post on our story when i saw this yes saying we want to see some jaminator pain trains rolling in you know do some strength testing on these bad boys yeah absolutely but he kept it to trying to replicate what the commercial showed so he took a frozen steak hacked through it and then he was going to try to slice a tomato like kind of freestanding on a cutting board without touching without it. touching it um because they show that boom through steak and then you just kind of did a whoosh, right through a tomato i honestly was pleasantly surprised by how it cut through the steak yeah because it was you know he really slams it hard and he did to cut through there yeah. and uh it didn't look like no he looked at it he said oh it's did all right but it wouldn't go through that tomato. It no. just wasn't really happening. Tomato was sliding on a cutting board, so they probably had it, you know, or some. Was he mentioning that maybe they had it held down or something? I don't know if they. Uh, I'm sure they could have. They could have had like a spike going up through the cutting board to hold it in place, or maybe just had like a rough surface for it to really get some grip oh, on, like a true. piece of like almost like sandpaper, like something gritty for it to hold on to. Yeah, just give it a little friction. Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, so maybe he's going to do some more testing down the road. I'm not sure. But mm. it was pretty cool. It's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I I like seeing Jay getting out there on Instagram and posting yep. more stuff because he had gone silent for a while after his account got hacked. <laughs> right. So he's been putting out some yep. good stuff. And, yeah, keep it up, Jay. Yep. That's some cool, cool video yep. content there. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to talk about was I just happened to stumble upon – um, a f- another uh, knife maker or blacksmith account okay. um, slash machinist account called Facemeyer Farms. All right. And I was just, you know, looking through some stuff mm-hmm. and somebody had posted about what he was making. And so I looked at Facemeyer Farms page and he makes these swage blocks. Okay. Which you think swage blocks, you're thinking. Them thinking big. 100 pound giant yeah. steel blocks. Um, these are actually mini swage blocks that he's making to order when somebody wants one. And he's basically, he's got a CNC machine that he's running the process on. Okay. He's machining these things out of right. steel. They look awesome. And yeah. I, I, ha- I immediately saw them. I'm like, I 
want this <laughs> for my shop. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to deal with this giant freaking actual, you know, I don't have a swage block yet. Right. This is a good thing to at least have to practice some mm -hmm. of this stuff. And yeah. then eventually upgrade to a bigger one if I want. But right. it looked pretty cool. And I went and immediately ordered one from him. So nice. I can't wait to, to get that in and start messing around with it. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. So I just wanted to shout so him he's out. Basemeyer yeah. Farm, and he's a homesteader machinist and freelance blacksmith maker of things. He's also cool. on YouTube. All right. At Facemeyer21. So check him out. He's Kevin Facemeyer is his name. I, I think I'm saying, I don't know if that's how you say it. I'm assuming if I'm wrong, Whatever. sorry, Kevin, you'll have to correct my pronunciation, okay. but I'm looking forward to using that mini suede and checking out and see how, how it works. Nice. So that's it. That's our weekly Instagram roundup okay. right there. Done. So next up is the segment we are calling Tales from Infinite Forge. Ooh. Sounds kind of spooky. Oh, yeah. Something like that. But I like it. Yeah. And you kind of came up with the name for the segment, but the thought process behind it was this is what we're working on this week. And right. We currently have outside Infinite Forge, the forge that right. I put together to, to do some work in. You got that thing looking pretty good out there. Not bad, right? Yeah. Yep. We got some boards on the you outside the, yeah. making the walls look yep. like actual like walls Like a real again. shed, yeah. I just have one more wall left and nice. then some corners, like corner trim yeah. pieces, and I'll be done, man. Good. So that was a hell of a job, but it's yeah. like so close to done. Well, and then you just got to figure out ventilation. Well, for the time being. You're all right because you got the forge outside. It's warm enough. I can yeah. put the forge outside right. and then just work in the shop. when, I, Like I have the mm -hmm. anvil up in the shop yep. and I have the vice inside mm -hmm. on the workbench. Right. And uh, I'll post what I was working on, but I basically was just screwing around. I had a piece of square stock mm -hmm. and a piece of round stock, thinner stuff and one horseshoe yeah teresa got me all these horseshoes right and i was surprised by how much the horseshoes clean up when you throw them in the forge at that oh hot. yeah because <laughs> it goes from being all rusty and grimy looking yeah. and then they're just like almost perfectly clean as nice. you're working on it you're knocking yep. all that stuff off right 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 and uh i was kind of working on trying to make that horseshoe into a hook Teresa asked if I could do that, and I was like, I think I could figure it out. So mm. that's what I was working on for forging stuff this past week, yep. but that was on top of getting the wall boards up on the two sides, um, fixing the door, because Sean did help me install the door. We had a hell of a time getting it to work properly, mm -hmm. and uh, we hadn't completely finished because the top of the door had another one of the locking mechanisms so that right. you could lock it up. Yes. So I wanted to put that in there. I had to reinforce the yeah, top part that's of the right. doorway. Yeah. So I did that as well. I reinforced the top part yeah, of the like door. Put like that header wasn't there. It wasn't there at all. Yeah. So I put a header board across, right. and then I attached the extra lock. And mm -hmm. then when you had that in, the door is so solid closed mm -hmm. now. Nice. Like, it's pretty badass. Good. Sweet. And the only problem was I couldn't get the door open easily when I went to go work on it. And it turns out that they were just such off alignment enough that there was locking up. Mm -hmm. So when I went to go pull it free, it was, it was stuck somewhere cause it had locked up yeah. and sitting there for the week or, or so. 
and then I, I looked down and there was one spot. Remember how we did all this work to to trim off the yeah. board? To try, try to make <laughs> yes. It, work? it was such a pain, right? Yeah. Well, there's still a little bit of interference mm -hmm. in one spot, and that's what got stuck oh, together. Okay. So I took some sandpaper and I just freaking hand sanded down the corner of the like the whole side of that one yeah. door piece. Okay. And uh, then once I had that set, you know, once I sanded it down, it would go all the way oh, sweet. open right up. Good. So it was super simple. So it was nice. barely much to fix that. So inside the shed, it's loaded with wood. Yep. But I'm thinking I could probably use the T111 as wall boards on the inside if I wanted to close up some of the the walls yeah i could even put insulation in if i wanted yeah. to and do that so it's it's an idea yeah know, for the right you know i won't just throw it out i'll just have to keep it out of the way in the the shed until yeah. i can put it up and then what else did I? I made a batch of hot sauce this week as well okay I perfected my recipe of the pineapple habanero hot sauce sweet so you know that was that was my week at least that was you know my evenings yeah there you go how about you? What have I been doing? So I made some some beef jerky last night for our giveaway. Yeah, looks and good. Um, I, I did we talk about this on the show before? I'm not sure. Maybe I just told you guys in general. It's easy to do if you're ever looking to do this. I got the idea from Barbecue Pit Boys. They're awesome YouTube channel. Go check them out. Basically. One part soy sauce, one part Worcestershire, some cracked pepper, and I took a, a top-round London broil, threw it in the freezer, got it so it was easy to slice, cut it into some thin strips, throw it in there, let it sit overnight, dry it off as much as you can. I put it on the charcoal grill, try to get it to temperature around 250, let that go for like four hours or more, and jerky you don't have to worry about dehydrators you don't have to worry about liquid smoke you don't need it all the flavors with the soy and Worcestershire and whatever else you want to throw in there really so we did that for our giveaway it was you know it's it's not that hard to do and it was cool, a little though. bit of a challenge to do that you know because the first time I did I did it like I did I had this shit on the grill all day long like for a, like all day on it's like a really? Saturday yeah because I had it the grill was a little warmer the other yesterday, last night, and so I got home from work. I'm like, oh, I got to do it, you know, get everything going. It was kind of tough, but it was kind of done, you know, nine, ten o'clock. So, um, so that's cool. And then the other thing I'm trying to finish up is I have this bathtub, old cast iron tub. It looked like garbage. Someone had painted it years ago. Right. It's old. Like you're not I'm not replacing that thing. I'd have to smash it in a thousand pieces and replace it. That's not happening. So I took some stripper, stripped the paint off. They make a kit where you can put uh, a new coating on it basically. Uh make it look like new. So I bought that. There's instructions that say clean it up so you got to clean it with like an abrasive cleaner you got to then sand it with some like high grit and clean it with some tsp and then tack cloth it, and then you can mix up this two-part thing you, you add the activator mix it up put a layer on wait however long put another coat on and i think you're good to go if you're wanting to 
do some more with it. I get, I think they said you could put the the stuff in a freezer so the activator like kind of shuts down. And you can use that mixture for other stuff too if, if you have whatever's going on. So that's happening. Yeah. I I was I hit it with a, a Scotch Right pad today, and I'm trying to wrap that up because it's just it's dragging ass and it's getting hot and it's just kind of. Oh, I just I want hate, to finish that up. I hate doing that sort of work, especially in the summertime when it's yeah. so hot out. And ugh. and then I got to try to figure out how to get new fixture parts because they're all old and they kind of leak. And it, it's, you know, that's the next part after that. But yeah. it's getting closer. It looked good. Just the paint stripped off of it. Like, yeah. So it was kind of pleasantly surprised. But Good. Good. Yeah. That's my tales for the... Infinite Forge. <laughs> <laughs> At least from the last. Tales year. from the Sean Forge. Yeah. The Sean Tub. The Sean Tub. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we have left what for have our left? show? Ah, yes. Do you want to introduce the All right. Segment? So, this segment we are calling Blade Speak. Blade Speak. Blade Speak. And we're going to kind of discuss uh, a new topic uh, that we may have learned this week. And. We picked a uh, choil. Specifically, what is a choil? What is a choil? It was mentioned on this past episode of Forge and Fire while these guys are making kukris. So, uh, we pulled up uh, an article from Blade, Mag- Blade Magazine. It's The article is called, Can, uh, Can You Define Knife Choil? Can You Define Knife Choil? Well, they tried, and here's what we're going with. So... Um, blah blah blah. Where does it say? <laughs> According to ni- the Knife Encyclopedia on the website of A. G. Russell Knives, a knife choil is the cutaway area between the edge and the tang of a pocket knife blade, and between the edge and the guard of a straight, aka fixed blade knife. Okay, so we're looking at the knife here, and you're we're looking at. This little notch right at the bottom of the blade edge, yeah. right? That so that's what they're mm-hmm. getting at here. Seems like yes. Okay. And so, they kind of go on to explain that that allows you to sharpen the entire blade up to basically the ricasso. So it's kind of put there. Well, so you get to the ricasso. It depends on the type of blade that it's on because. It, for pocket knives, it's that you can get all the way to the tang yeah. of the pocket knife and sharpen that whole thing, and then it's going to be, you know, it's just the way it's exposed, yeah. the way you would sharpen that type of knife. But then for a fixed blade knife, it's it's going to the Ricasso. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's an, it's an interesting feature. So it makes it so you can keep that blade sharp. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also saw there was a couple other images of choils that can be used almost kind of like a part of a handle right it's like a, a finger well for an index finger but it the one that we saw was halfway part of it was blade like it was like at this the swell but part of it was blade about half of it the other half was where you could grip it with your finger so it kind yeah. of was like a you're holding it a very specific way if you're holding yeah. it there so that you're not sliding your finger up into the blade right so it's an interesting extra little handle function possibility there mm-hmm. if it's big enough and for that a particular type of blade. Yeah. So it was interesting because I I don't know I've probably heard choil before. I've heard it. 
I think we've talked about it before yeah. when we did our Jason Knight Tour de Forge video. Um, but we didn't really go into details about what the different parts were. Right. And so I mean, this was something interesting to both of us, yeah. I guess, right? It was just, right. It, it identified a part of a knife that we all knew was there for a lot of knives, but never realized that it was, had a function, maybe. Right. Or what exactly. It was you may there. see it, you may, it may not exist. Because you don't have to have a choice. No, you don't have to have it. That's so, the thing. So yeah. you see it sometimes, right. and you never think about, oh, why does this one have this and not yeah. something else? But it makes sense. Yeah. So that's it. That's our Blade Speak for this week. Blade Speak. And I think that's our whole episode. I think that's it. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. That was a cool yeah. format. I, we hope you guys liked it. Uh, please. Comment below. Send us a message. Tell us what you thought of this episode. And do you want should, something added? Do you want us to, yeah, submit some ideas for segments that maybe we should do if you want us to talk yeah. about something else. Um, just let us know if you like this format because if you do, then we like it too. And we'll, we'll keep going. We'll, with we'll it. do it this way a little yeah. bit more. And uh, remember to follow us on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Those are all our big yeah. places. And subscribe and all that good stuff. And... Anything I else? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for watching. So, we'll catch you next. See you week. next time.